Welcome to World Walkers, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast played by professional cartoonists. I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of World Walkers. Before we get started, I want to thank our members over at Patreon for making this podcast a possibility. If you want to help support and grow the podcast, visit us over at patreon.com worldwalkers. The World Walkers have finally emerged from the wispy woods and continue their journey towards the Valley of the Stars, where the next shard of stardust lies. However, the World of Fables has other plans for the group. I hope you enjoy episode 67, Vasa Fights the World. So the nearest town, remember, what was the name of the town that we came in from the north to the forest? Southworth. Or Southworth. Yeah. And how far away is it? It's that? really not that far. It's probably about an hour's journey from here. But what catches your eye are the fireworks that go off northwest of it. Oh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Like good fireworks? Yeah, like explosive, like beautiful fireworks, yeah. Coming out from some sort of structure. It's too far to see from here what it is. But there's some sort of large structure the fireworks are coming out of. Interesting. First mm-hmm. rule of theatrical world is follow <laughs> all the fireworks you see on theatrical world. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ertlebe would like point and be like there's our answer and like just take off in that direction Kurtzel um, has, has heard you guys talk a few times about this and he says uh, I understand that it's time for us to part ways I, I thank you for your help are you going to be safe I'm sure I'll be fine well, okay Arvorta doesn't feel good about leaving the turtle toward a dude by himself. You can oh. come with us to the fireworks place no. if you want. <laughs> I'm not ready to be seen yet. Okay. Oh, I understand. If, if we, is there anything that you need that we can provide for you? Make your travel say better, safer. Weapons. I have an, I have a whip. Do you want a whip? I, uh, if I get into some sort of encounter. I don't think a weapon will Uh Ertleby would have been thinking, uh, and it would occur to her that the forest wants to protect the people of Rolanus and wants to keep them safe and keep them healthy and whole. And here's somebody from Rolanus who could be enveloped in the forest's love and taken care of um, and either like guided to his brother or just taken into the forest. Could she go over and kind of ask the forest um, if it could do her a solid and and help Kurtzel? Uh, how are you speaking to the forest? Casually, but playfully. Ertleby <laughs> 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 goes up to a tree and once again casts Speak with Plants. And to the forest uh, says, Forest, you once showed me a path. That would have granted me youth forever. I don't know if Kurtzel would want something like that. 
but I would ask that you take this child of your world into your custody and ensure that he is protected um, from all the forces that would wish uh, someone like him ill. Yeah, so you can feel the force kind of reach back out to you and it whispers something to you. Ertleby strokes the bark of whatever tree she's near and says, of course. So the others maybe, well, maybe Roberto would notice, but to the others, um, nothing happens. But Roberto and Ertleby, you can see kind of a clear path open up in the forest. And Kirtle seems to notice it as well. And he looks down the path, looks back at you. And he says, I didn't know. And he kind of pats you on the shoulder. Thank you. Kirtle, do you want your shell back? It just kind of starts to look sick again. Okay, I'm sorry. I just, I just needed. Stop reminding us. It just feels weird. Like I feel. I want to. I just. I'm so sorry. I just. I don't know if like you want it back. Like, I, is it just weird? Like you just. I have it in a bag. Never, I just. I just yeah. I've kept it. I mean, you're, just, you're following around with his arm, going. Do you like, want your I just arm back? Like, I mean, I don't know. This looks like I, I chopped this off earlier. Back. Do you? Want if like, someone gave you like your disembodied arm, just like, do you want this back? I, I would want it. Like, if what? someone had yeah, taken your absolutely. arm and fashioned it into some sort of torture mace device, and you're like, "That's fucking awesome!" Oh my god! So he <laughs> no, just I he, not, he takes his like, cue and wanders like, off. Okay, well, I guess that's permission for me to use his shell. <laughs> you saw it. <laughs> right. You saw it. You saw. It. He didn't say no. He didn't say no. All right. Before so you, you wandered off, I would. would Oh, I just say before he wandered off, I would shake his hand and say, "May the brightest timeline find you." And kind of nods. Thank he seems you. To like that. Ertlebe would watch him disappear into the forest and smile sagely. She's gonna look really like reflective, and then be like, "Whoops, forgot to ask about Paddington again." <laughs> oh, oh no! <laughs> well, I promised I'd be back anyway, so. <laughs> Roberto, you should do it. Just see if Paddington's okay. Uh, actually, time's short. We should probably go. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Um, Boss is gonna kind of just like go to Roberto and be like, Roberto, I don't think you should carry that around. As she's pointing at the shield made out of a turtle <laughs> shell in this world that treats turtles like <laughs> citizens. <laughs> Fine point. Counterpoint. It's really cool. <laughs> okay, but Roberto, think about it this way. If you let's say you've never met me before, and I show up wearing armor made out of an ex girlfriend forged oh. of an ex forged, and I say, "Oh no, it's cool. This guy totally let me use his armor." Would you be okay with that? Wearing yeah. the the armor of a forge that was now dead. That's fucking metal. That's cool. Okay. That, that is really cool. If Kate was more alert and not doing her whole spacey thing, I'm pretty sure she would understand that we're not going to make friends carrying around a turtle shell that was made through torture and blood and hobgoblin menace. We could put it in the bag of holding. Let's put it in the I... bag of holding, okay? We'll use it off-world. Off-world. We'll use it off-world. We'll give it to back to me when we're off-world. We'll give it back to you off-world. Pinky swear. Please just let us go. <laughs> <laughs> I have to, like, 
Vasa really quickly like goes over and grabs the hand, like pinky swears. Maybe she has a cross finger behind her back. Maybe she Let's doesn't. She has cross toes. Doesn't okay. matter. She pinky swears. So okay, were you were you. you wearing the shield, Roberto? Uh, yeah. Okay. It was, on so, my, it was just on my back. Yeah. The so time. then you slide the leathery skin off of your shoulders, and then does it? How's it? Was it? Will it even fit in the bag? Yeah. Yeah, it's a bag of holes. How does it? I just I don't know understand the science behind this bag. It's not science. <laughs> just want to make that clear up front. Okay, that's fair. This <laughs> is so like how can you fit an entire person in it? Okay. Okay. All right, we're gonna put in the bag of holding. All right, okay. grandmother. It's in. Okay. You just hear it crash into a bunch Let's of crystals. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. Uh, it's, like a, it's like a turtle shell. <laughs> no, like the healing crystals heal the shell, and it just like this disembodied like little, skeleton just grows. A new little Groot, a little Groot oh. turtle grows in the center of the shell. Curtsy. <laughs> right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. On our way. On our way. On our way. So are you heading, where are you heading? Are you just heading north to where you gotta go, or are you go? Cool. No, sure. wait, wait, I wait, thought we were said... going to the Valley of the, the Shark. That's what I thought. Are oh, you stopping the at the, the fireworks? I mean, if it's on the way. It's, just... it's not really. No, we're going straight to the Shard. We don't have time. Yeah. You're right. Forget the fireworks. Do not look at the fireworks. All right, so. Avoid the fireworks. Well, that's the second rule of Rolanus. I mean, Rolanus is all about stories. This seems like um, it seems like we would get to the valley and there would not be the shard there and be like, oh, no, a group took it. And we're very excited and had a big firework parade with it. <laughs> Bellstone makes a good point. I've reversed my opinion. We're going to fireworks. <laughs> Can we so there's the town like an hour away, right? Yeah. But then northeast is... Oh, what's up? Yeah. Well, can we go there, see if we can gather information sure. on why they would be celebrating? Surely they would send flyers out yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, to the town nearby. Yes. No? So you're going to go to Southworth? <laughs> uh, shows, up, shows up in my Eventbrite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you head north towards uh, Southworth, but as you approach, the city looks completely empty. Is, is there like... Signs of fighting. There's, or nope. There's or just anything? not a light in the town. More fireworks. Where? At, Over at the, the town? same place. Uh, northeast of that sort of structure. How far away is the structure? I think you can probably get there in about an hour. Yeah. We, uh, right. And that's when everybody but Roberto's tummy rumbles. Oh. With diarrhea? Nope. You're just you're hungry. <laughs> Mm, it's been like a day, even though it's only dusk. I mean, you guys can reach into your backs and get rations. You can avoid all that. I'm going to reach into my bag it's and get a ration. It's really weird. You're actually almost out of rations. You don't know the last time you've actually shopped for rations. That's true. Good thing we have good berries. That's true. I can poop out some more good berries. <laughs> Just like you just pick up Erdelby and like shake her a little bit. <laughs> uh, so I would pull out a ration and look at it. Is there anything strange? You about actually don't. It? You don't have any. That's the weird thing. You thought you had more. You thought you had surely packed more before you left, but you must not have bought any. Rolanus. Okay, mm. clearly the world is messing with us to make us go check out that obvious shiny 
well, cool place I really desperately want to go to. Uh, do we do we fight the world on this? That could be comedy. Yeah. Kanvasa, um, well, like, are we walking through the town? Yeah. Or are we walking? Okay. Um, Kanvasa, like, really quickly peeking through some windows, see if there's anything that seems off, like struggles, dead bodies, anything. No, nope. um, you see a couple of signs that say closed for the uh, celebration. Okay. Um, can is there any re- really obvious like sources of food or valuables left out in the open that she can take? Yeah, there's general stores and bakeries and stuff like that, but they're not out in the open. Yeah, they're locked uh, up. I got a I got a, 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 a lock picking. I got lock picking kit. Okay, yeah. Uh, Vasa's gonna lock pick her way into a bakery. Okay. You're just adding filler to the episode. <laughs> just. <laughs> mean we all know where the story is leading um how do i no i love this Vasa fights the world <laughs> <laughs> right, do i just roll like, yeah it's roll um yeah just... so you roll d20 plus proficiency bonus plus um dex eight plus seven makes a 15 you lock pick the bakery and you have the run of the mill you All can right. load yourself uh, up with of... as many pastries as you want to, though you're not sure how long they're going to last since they're pastries. Vasa motions in the group, and also she's going to make a beeline for the cashier. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. Can she find any gold? I uh, know they cash out for the night. What? God <laughs> Okay, fine. Well, she just grabs some bread and she like mm-hmm. munches cool. on it. Yeah. It, it kind of sates your hunger a bit, sure. Can she munch on sure. more? Yeah, it's it's all right. I mean, it's you eat enough, and you can you can sate your hunger for the night if you if you wanted to. Don't feel comfortable taking from these people. Yeah, Bromelson would have stayed outside. Vasa's like, all right. Well, I mean, I don't um, want to find an empty stomach, but yeah, she uh, goes ahead after everybody's like taken the anything or not taken anything. She would have closed the door, tool picked it back into locking thing. Roberto would have left like five gold in the cashier. Vasa would have swiped the five gold on the way out. <laughs> um, as we like emerge back into the street, uh, Erdelby grabs her head, and she's like, "Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> the nightmares! Because we haven't gotten the shard yet, they're totally going after my brain! Oh no!" And then she dies. <laughs> What? If you uh, look at her, um, she's dead. She's very dead. So just lie on the ground dead. Okay, can Vasa feel for her pulse at the base of her neck? Um, she had a third spell slot available. Oh my god, did you, <laughs> did you cast that for real? So she just cast Feign Death. <laughs> And so she seems very dead right now. Um, it was a it was it was a last ditch effort to try and move the interest of the world away from the celebration. Um, just to <laughs> yeah, you watch as um, she collapses and you rush over there and um... yeah, she's dead. What the Can I, fuck just happened? Do I recognize it as magic or? I mean, yeah, so here's the fun part, right? <laughs> she had to say some words. Then she had to make <laughs> some casting motions. Then she pulled out a pinch of graveyard dirt. 
<laughs> she collapsed on the ground. Um, do do I know if I if she can hear <laughs> while in feign dead? Uh, Wait, so we we do, we don't know that she's feigning death. I mean, you know, she did something. She's like <laughs> she did her magic. Ah! Like, 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 so, uh, has she done that before, guys? <laughs> Grandmother, we don't Never have time this convincingly. <laughs> yeah, Vasa, Vasa, despite suspecting something, would have still fell for a pulse. Just in it's case. there's no pulse. She's dead, as far as you can tell. She's indistinguishable from death. What the fuck, you, guys? Brummelstone would have leaned down <laughs> and gotten into her ear, and he said, "I hope this joke <laughs> is worth Paddington's life." And he would have gotten up. Oh, damn. And he would have started walking towards the fireworks. And then Vasa would have been like, Brummelstone, we- is this magic? Like, what is this? It's a cheap trick. <laughs> grandmother, grandmother, oh. please. Wait, so. No, I should this lasts for an hour, guys, just so you know. <laughs> should I heal her? Pick her up. I, should I heal her, guys? I don't know what's going on. Brummelstone, will healing make a difference? Like you're, you're all pretty calm about it, but meanwhile, Tompkins is off to the side, like... <laughs> pale <laughs> and unmoving. Like Brummelstone, Brummelstone would... So he would he would try his best to pick up the body, and he would just like fling well, it no, over no, his Well, no, no, Vasa kind of looks... Does, can she just use the bag of holding, or does she have to attune to it? No, you can use it. <laughs> okay, well, then Vasa would have been like... Jesus fucking Christ! And like, <laughs> after some bewilderment, like unhitch the bag <laughs> and like kind of like held it and open just, like, scoop and scooped Ertlebe into the bag. Tompkins runs <laughs> and, and then, slides like, in. <laughs> and she just like looked really, really bewildered. Like she's not sure if she should be upset, but she's like, okay, it's magic. I'll check on her later. And just like hooks it to her belt and goes like, the fuck. Yeah. The world wasn't convinced by this at all. The world was <laughs> like, nope, you still gotta go over here for the best story, even though Ertlebee just died because you needed the shard. That's some good drama right there. When Ertlebee wakes up, she's gonna be very peeved that her screenplay. So what are the rest of you doing? <laughs> all right, let's let's, yeah, let's yeah. go. Nobody else drop dead, okay? Or you're going in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so where are you guys going? To, um, I guess to the fireworks, to the celebration. <laughs> if there was, if this was a video game, that would be the next like mm-hmm. visual cue that yeah. that's where you take. Like, the oh, next all the enemies thing. are over there. We should go. For Bro- that. Yeah, Brummelstone has spent enough time reading lore and story to know <laughs> if a, a world runs on stories, this is where the story is going to happen. <sighs> all right, There's let's so go. many health let's... packs here. <laughs> yeah, what <laughs> is there a safe point? Ammo. <laughs> You make your way uh, northeast towards uh, the fireworks. And as you approach, you find yourself coming into view of a large uh, set of ruins that probably in its heyday used to be a beautiful castle. And surrounding the castle are all sorts of carts and booths and celebrations. Everybody is lively and excited. There's all kinds of people walking around dancing and laughing and cheering and celebrating. There's a lot of drinks and the fireworks are still going on and you can hear a lot of uh, noise coming from inside the castle as well. So, what are you guys doing? I would question someone or 
like we should figure out what the celebration is and where it's headed. Is there anyone outside, like a standing guard or anything like that, or there's like vendors too? There's right? always oh. there's tons of vendors. And... Okay, let's just go up to one. What... Yeah, under the guise of buying food. There's a couple <laughs> that um, stick out. There is one booth, uh, one um, like it's, it's like a it's like a big large food cart that's called Tom's Tasty Tidbits. There is one that looks to be like a traveling uh, sword uh, blade dealer called the Shimmering Blade. There's another cart that's full of all kinds of armors called Immortals. And then there's one other um, cart that catches your eye that has a large uh, amethyst that. It's not like it's like it's fabric and there's an amethyst on it, but the amethyst seems to come off of it almost like a um, an illusion. That's almost like kind of like holographic in that like it kind of comes off of the cloth. And there's this beautiful embroidery that says uh, "Tales of the Amethyst." So it's up to you guys where you go. Tidbits seem like a good place to yeah, get tidbits. And, mm-hmm. The shimmering sword seems like maybe they might have magic swords. I mean, tales. It feels like it reaches to the world of stories. Yes, agreed. Let's do that. Which is where Brumblestone would probably be drawn to. Yeah, has it been an hour? <laughs> so it'll be. Um, you wake up, and there is a red-eyed, um, puffy-cheeked Tompkins sitting next to you. Oh, <laughs> he went in the bag. Yeah, he with ran me. and slid in the bag, and so. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Aww. And. Uh, I do need you to remove one crystal off your sheet, but other than that, he left you alone. He wipes his nose, and he's like, you're just sitting next to the crystals, and he was like, I'd have used them all on you. Are you okay? Ertlebee would smile at Tompkins, now knowing that he's the only one of the party who actually cared about her when she was dead. She would, like, give him a hug. And then proceed to go into extreme detail in the story that she had scripted, where after she dies, Brummelstone kneels by her and is like, We must ignore the fireworks and go on to the shard where we know it is. And Vas would be like, yes, this is the only way now that there's been such a cataclysmic event in her lives. And, like, she's going to bore the heck out of Tompkins. No, Tompkins is in. He's like, I didn't even see all that happen. I was so devastated. We have to get out of this bag. We have to tell them. They probably <laughs> no, went no, to see the cool. stupid fireworks. <laughs> yes, it, it that is a pretty good story, but mine was okay too, and I'm going to continue to tell you about it now. Please. Because I'm pretty comfy down here. And then, like, the light comes in as Brumblestone checks the bag after an hour. The bag opens up, and, like, the exit is high in the sky. I mean, like, you're you, inside the bag, it's just blackness. It's not that it's dark, though, because everything shows up as if there was light on it. The bag opens up, and you see Brummelstone's arm, and as his arm comes in, it's not that his arm gets longer, it's that the entrance comes down closer and closer to you until mm. it can grab you and pull you out. And Tompkins is holding onto your ankle on the way out. Grandma, you're alive! Grandma, don't do the that The fireworks again. go off and Tompkins looks at you like what I say. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma, don't give, us a, don't give us that sort of scare again. I saved her. 
Uh, the third rule of Storyland is don't fight the story in Storyland. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you would have saved your magic for that. I don't know. Anyway, I just took a nap. You would like rudely toss the bag back to her. Damn. Wow. Brummel, Brummel bitchin'. Brummel yeah. bitchin'. <laughs> More like sassy stone. <laughs> just sassy because stone. you lack my vision for what could have been an awesome story doesn't mean you get to talk to me like this. Your vision for a story may have left a good man dead. Please don't forget that. For all your heroics, it sounds as though you left a bear alone in a place that you could save him. I think I may have overstated how easy <laughs> and welcoming and uh, savable Paddington was. Vasa, Vasa would have sort of like waved her hands, let's go, let's go. We've wasted enough time. We need to continue with the story. But she would have lingered back with Ertleby and like once Brummel sort of sort of like done his little stomp off, she would have like laid a hand on Ertleby's shoulders like, you know, grandmother, please, you know, your your death would do far more damage to me than a thousand blades. Please don't even play at it. And then she would she would like encourage her to go on. Ertleby would give Vasa a big ol' hug around the knees. All right, let's go, let's go. Let's onwards. All right. So you heading towards the Tales of the Amethyst, right? The Tales of the Amethyst seems like the most magical. <laughs> okay. Yep. So you wander over there. This cart is full of lavish silks and beautiful cloths all around. And the people that walk around are also wrapped in beautiful, uh, extravagantly colored cloaks. And they've got bracelets to hang off them, all kinds of jewelry. They're very extravagant. And the three of them kind of approach you and they're kind of circling you are and they say, uh, have you come to have your story entered into the halls of Rolanus's history? Sounds pretty cool. It is. It is very cool. <laughs> um, what happens when we... What happens with our story? When we enter Let us it? explain our services. We... We'll work with you to craft your story, the legends that surely surround your your lives, and then we will go forth and tell those stories across the land, for we are the Amethyst, and these are our tales. Wow. You sound impressive. We're more, yeah, we're more interested in the story that's happening here. Yes, we are too. Go on, tell us. Why is the celebration? Huh? Why is Southampton empty? What? No, we tell us your story. Before we begin, we should talk prices. Uh, if you would like your tale spread amongst this... We are not interested in your services. Our story is still in the process of being woven. And to tell even a portion what of What you're looking begun, for is a traveler. And we do provide that service as well. Someone who can accompany you and record your journey. The bards of Amethyst are more than willing to work with you. Oh, that sounds and so cool. <laughs> Not only will we record your story, but as we enter different towns, villages, even even if you're a traveler, how much? Well, so no, 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 Roberto. Our story is a story of worlds. Honestly, it w with or without your help, our story will be told. If your traveler wishes to accompany us, your traveler can pay us a fee, but we cannot be responsible for safety, for our story takes us through many dangers and many The perils. structure of our business may be misunderstood, and we are uh, sorry that you don't understand the value of a powerful story. 
Thank you. And we're sorry they're they gonna start miss out to on wander story. away and they're look they're starting to escort other people, talk with them, reach out to them. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bards. Roberto will break off from the party. <laughs> Roberto wanders off. Okay. Can he want, can he sneak yeah. off and like ask them about prices? Sure, sure. What are the rest of you doing while Roberto uh I'm going I'm just wandering this thing. I'll go to the tidbit and order food. In the meantime, Vasa will be skulking the shadows and the perimeters of the place to sort of catch if the story's picking up from there. So she'll just kind of like wander the like shadows, see if anything catches her eye. Uh, Erdelby would still be talking to the story people, dudes. Um, or she would like march up to them and be like, I have a story for you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so the two of you begin to talk. Um, <clears throat> you're skirting along uh, the edges, you said, Vasa? Yeah, I'm looking for CD characters. I'm looking for shadows flitting in the um, outside of the party. I'm looking for just any characters that seem out of place and not indulging in the merriment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, I'll get to you in one second. I'll take Tomkins with me. Yeah, yeah. Well. So he he's really <laughs> hungry. So he 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 yeah. looks like he had something he wanted to talk to you about. And the moment you buy him food, he's like, he just shrugs and he's like, ah, oh, well. <laughs> And so he's chowing down. Um, yeah, the person that runs the booth has a real simple uh, vest and a tucked-in white shirt, nice pressed pants. He takes very good care of his shoes, it looks like. Um, old man, white hair, and uh, he says, Where are you from? You're not from around here. I come from a land far away. What is happening here? I'm just passing through and saw the fireworks mm, from mm, afar. I'm a traveler. This is Castle Gilcrest, and we are celebrating the the anniversary of the discovery and the passing of the guardian of the uh, elders. Tell well, me more. <clears throat> you're welcome to stay here, obviously, but there's going to be a reenactment of how it happened. But uh, do you know the guardian of the elders? It is all foreign to me. I come from far away. This is not a story I've heard. The guardian of the elders is uh, Rolanus's greatest hero. And he uh, controls the elder spirits, works with them, bonds with them to protect all of us from anything that comes our way. And we celebrate the discovery of the new guardian, but we also take time to mourn the passing of the previous guardian. And it's been a hundred years since the discovery of the new guardian. And so it's, it's quite an event for us. What does the new guardian look like? What is this? What do you mean? Like the person? Uh, is, is it yeah is it a person yes or? yes his name is zell zell a guardian is this a boy or uh it, a child uh, no or a man no, it's a man he's he's an elf of a tall stature and uh very very long pointy ears always carries this book with him with a chain very peculiar but he also wields the gauntlet and so he is the guardian what's the gauntlet the gauntlet is what commands the Elder Spirits. What does the gauntlet look like? <laughs> is it just a gauntlet or is it? <laughs> I've never seen it myself. It's a powerful, mighty leather gauntlet with um, some sort of runes on it. I'm, I'm not sure. I've never seen it. Luckily, I've never needed the aid of the Guardian of the Elders. So while you're chit-chatting with him, Vasa, it looks like everything's in the clear. Like, you're kind of disappointed with the fact that you don't see any kind of really interesting, shady characters. Everyone's just mixed in and having a great time. Vasa's annoyed. (laughs) Two doesn't like the place. Ertlebee, are you kind of regaling them with the tale? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Now, they want to talk prices first. Are you just telling them regardless of whether or not uh, they... uh, Are you doing it with pay? 
Do they pay me? No. How much do I have to pay them? I would inquire right, about the right. rates. So they, um, it is five gold to spread your tail amongst the kingdom that they're situated in. So this kingdom here, the kingdom of Corsetto. If you would like it spread further, then they will teach it to the other bards. And essentially it comes up to be uh, 20 gold per kingdom after that. I'm going to do the five gold option. So I'm going to spread throughout. It doesn't have to be a real tale. It can be any old tale. They right? don't seem as interested in the truthfulness of the tale. Excellent. <laughs> so Ertleby is basically going to, in this tale, write Worldwalker's fan fiction. It's all about people being sad after Ertleby dies um, and avenging her. And <laughs> and uh, so Tompkins is the hero of this tale. Uh, Give me a deception check real fast. <laughs> no one believes it. I just got a nat 20. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. So they stop you and um, they say, your name's Ertleby, right? <laughs> it's oh, a common name where I'm from. <laughs> Right. The hero of this tale is yet another Ertleby, who is much older and more haggard than me. They say, me. would you like your coin back, or would you like to give us another tale? What? All right. <laughs> That's why Vasa told him to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> you just said they don't care about the accuracy. They seem not How to, did- but this one's too bold. We're like, <laughs> you notice they weren't fact-checking you, but they did see that like your Ertle bee they don't seem to like this for some reason alright from now on Ertle bee is introducing <laughs> herself as like a different name to everyone <laughs> oh she meets <laughs> uh, her new name is Grum Field Swiper <laughs> and that's her name for the rest of the time she's on Rowanis. Um, Seems like an easy to remember name. Yeah. Instead, she's going to tell them the tale of what went down in the uh, um, adventure that, since they know her as Ertleby, she'll say it was the story of Grum Tilde Swiper <laughs> and, and her friend Tin as they went into the forest and the forest captured them and like made them do all these like terrifying games and then in the end they they taught the forest a lesson about maturity and <laughs> managed to escape and so that's the story she tells but she does not share the name of the protagonist any longer all right so yeah you you do that as well um what can we go to the sword shop sure Vendor, yeah, the Shimmering Blade. The um, owner of the Shimmering Blade comes up to you right away. Who's who's going to that, just out of curiosity? Um, if I'm done with the the guy cooking, I'll just like kind of hang out and try to read lips and see if I can find any knowledge from um, there. There is a sign that hangs on the side of the cart that says, Each blade is worthy of your legend. Uh, it's an old wooden side that hangs off of chains from the roof and the owner is named Jasmine. She tells you that right away. Um, she has long braided green and purple hair that reaches down to her knees. She comes up to talk to you and she says, welcome and thank you for perusing my wares. Is there anything I can help you with? Any sort of blade that you're looking for? Hi, Jasmine. Um, just browsing right now, but 
<laughs> if you got something really cool to show me, I'm down to look at really cool. There stuff. are certain blades that I do like to show certain clientele, but I'm I'm not sure that I'm ready to show those right now. Take a look around, see if there's anything you want, and hmm. um, yeah. When you say certain clientele, are you talking about ones of the heavy gold pouch persuasion? No, no. Um, those those who who seem worthy of the blades themselves. It's, it's I wouldn't worry oh. about it right now. I look take a look at these blades. That's fair. Okay, I look at their blades. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean they're all expertly crafted. <laughs> they're wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. I'm not that interested. Yeah. I guess. Thank you. <laughs> I want something really cool, but she doesn't want my gold, apparently. They're so. all shimmering blades. What more do you yeah. want? I mean, I don't know what I expected, honestly. Thank you for your help. I'm a gold. Mm-hmm. Okay, that... <laughs> what? Okay, I meet up with, I meet up with the person okay, at the party. So, yeah. Rumble's done that woman wouldn't sell to me. Racist. It's okay. <laughs> it wasn't part of the story. Tompkins is still eating. He's got this big licious kebab. He's just. <laughs> Vasa has um, circled around to rejoin the group at the food the food stall. Yeah. I'll explain what the celebration is that I saw, and you know, or like what it's about. And there's this reenactment mm-hmm. with guardians. Is there anything important to our I just, journey? I haven't picked up anything about the shard. Mm-hmm. Should we just I haven't like, found anything. And then suddenly right. this music just starts to blare. This huge, uh, like all these trumpets and uh, musical instruments kind of come to life in a beautiful like union of uh, celebration as everyone looks excited and starts to rush forward, starts to run into the castle. And you can see people running, running, and they're like, come, come on, are you, come on, go. Like people who, just whatever person seems to... Um, bump against you is like come on come on like they're not trying to trample they're trying to bring all of you in the event it's starting sure if the dream eaters are going to attack it seems like here is a place yeah vasa's gonna be like try, gonna try to get the group to be at least at the periphery like not in the center of the crowd a lot of the seats were already taken as you walk in so you're kind of stuck at the front but as you walk in, they have set up large wooden seating areas all around this huge area. It, uh, it looks like in its prime, this castle was a two-story castle. Um, there's really not much left besides certain walls. There's kind of the remnants of a door at the end, which is like heavily fortified. And you're kind of stuck in the front. Like there are bards that lie in the front who are really excited and ready to go. There's one in front of you. You know, you'd you'd be forgiven if you saw her as a human or an elf. She could really pass for either one. Um, She has uh, red curly hair, really like crazy flagrant uh, clothing. She has a loot and she looks way more excited than the rest of them. (laughs) She looks absolutely vibrant (laughs) and full of life. And as people sit down, she's playing a little bit of a song. And the song seems to be just this weird freestyle of her going like, you guys are going to love it. It's going to be amazing. Going to be so, so cool. Like just like walking up and just super full of energy and and zest and excitement. Then the, the gates close. And someone comes out and says, welcome to our ceremony. Tonight, we would like to take the time to celebrate not just the passing of our beloved guardian, but the discovery, the origins of a new guardian. 
really cannot wait for you to see what we have planned. Thanks for listening to episode 67, Vasa Fights the World. The music from this episode comes from Kevin McLeod, and you can find his work at Incomatech.com. The sound effects come from Sirenscape, which you can find at Sirenscape.com. You're the GM. You can make it happen. No, don't do it. Don't you dare. Okay. <laughs> how about here's the rule: if we don't use the tortoise shell again in like in like six months and we forget about it, no. then we can look inside and find a tiny little tortoise. <laughs> because it, it fell in a healing crystal. I think. Oh my it god! It's like your own little Ninja Turtle <laughs> origin. <laughs> It fell into restorative chemicals and said, um, uh, There was only a little bit of my DNA left. <laughs> oh, my God. But it was enough. Right, it, it imprints on Roberto. It, like, sees him as its father. <laughs> so he knows what it's like to be rubble yes. <laughs>